with the momentum of your practice. Begin to arrive in the fullness of your intention to be present here and now. To be present for your own dance of life real with oneself. The sincerity, the authenticity, the genuineness of wishing to be mindfully present. It does not happen automatically most of the time for most of us as far as I can tell. There is a deliberate movement to arrive. Here, now, sitting at home, sitting in this hall, we're each sitting in our own mind-heart. having nothing to do with my voice, but with your contracting your own, contacting your own motivation to be present. Life is so short, so mysterious, so challenging. We have so little opportunity to actually choose. Such a missed opportunity when mindfulness is not front and center. All this recognition, all this reflection not always needed, but learn to use the reflection so that in your own practice by yourself, you can arrive for your practice. This is not a superficial, oh, let's just get started, but a invitation for you to trust your own ability to deeply connect and that that ability will grow and grow in its ability to manifest. And at some point you feel present. You can feel the immediacy of the moment in your way. There's no set way, no particular definition. You feel present to yourself. You feel authentic to yourself. There is at least the hint of a willingness to accept all of yourself, to accept all of your experience.
It's a heart feeling with a mental recognition or a heart feeling with the mind feeling open or an energetic kind of presence. We each become available in our own particular ways. A wholesomeness. The motivation, the wholesomeness of the mind-heart that's present when we are available in this way, here and now. Not using our little ability, mental ability to be sophisticated, kind of above it. We have such good conceptual ability. We can claim all of our experience. But the humble practitioner having dignity because of willing to start where we are. Dignity because we stay and don't know mind. We're not trying to get beyond to get somewhere. We're not trying to improve the I-ness, but rather the ability to be present in mind-heart. No joking around about this. In some way, we come in contact with our own consciousness and the idea of conscious choice. It's possible to feel stillness here and now. When we're so fully present in mind-heart, There may be no images, no voices, no thoughts, but just this feeling of the sati being strong. And we start to feel through to the stillness. We're not moving anywhere in the mind, and yet the mind is not dead. It's still and still moving. In this presence, there's a hint of the possible, in the way of choice, in the way of opening, in the way of letting go, in the way of meeting the moment, all of our struggles with kindness. And then we realize, without a grounding, aligning with something larger. All of this goodwill towards ourselves and towards learning and growing, developing, moving towards freedom, letting go, on grasping. It's too much for the ego to carry. There is a moving beyond Ego, so that ego can find its right place within the psyche. And so there's larger vision, 
this larger heart commitment. So we align with the Dhamma, with Buddha Dhamma Sangha, a refuge from the wanting mind, the confused mind, the aversive mind. Or we align with the Eightfold Path or something specific in the Eightfold Path. Wise view, which for me is wise aspiration and wise intention, which is this very moment grounded in the intention so that I can remember this remembering, this critical part of mindfulness. We have to remember to be mindful, remember what we're being mindful in regard to. Otherwise, mindfulness will get taken over by the ego, naturally enough. Not a fault or flaw, but nature, nature. Each of us find our own way of aligning. For you, it might be with compassion or metta. It may vary one morning versus another. But always the sincerity, as best we're able. Not every morning, but some mornings, and that number grows, that percent grows, we actually feel in a visceral way, the connection of this available and aligned. Even in the midst of getting ready to go to work, and certainly on a retreat. And we can recognize it, just possibly, as ground. We are grounded. We have a ground in which to begin. The feeling of ground stays with us throughout the practice until we reach that experience of the ground of no ground. The gateless sometimes called the no-gate. And it begins just here in all of our modesty, but with integrity. Dignity and integrity. We are practitioners who practice. None of this is to invite thought, but rather to invite felt experience. Attending wise attention to one's aspiration, and bring energy. And open the heart.
mind, heart can become collected and unified here and now before turning to objects in any way. This feeling of gladdening of the mind. Being embraced by the Dhamma. Is it possible for you to smile in appreciation of your own being present? A slight smile. any contentment of mind. Just noticing. Is the mind calm? There can be a little uh, ripple of presence, energetic feeling of presence. And yet the mind is quite calm We are in harmony, harmony with ourselves. And now we gently incline the mind to body and breath. First the body, the body as form, a recognition that this capacity of reflective awareness is embodied in this very body. The capacity is here and now in this realm of the opposites, this realm of ever-changing experience, a stream of mind moments, this embedded consciousness can experience and know this, know being in the stream of mind moments. Knowing mind as a stream, as having actual touch points, touch points in the body, you feel body sensations. But through all the senses, it's as though the body gives us this gift of having the felt sense. of recognition and not just a mental experience.
Wow. Curious, available. We feel the body as elements, composed of elements. The fire element, warm and cool. The air element, the wind element. The connection in body. The water element, the form. Water element. And then here, for our purpose, last, the earth element. Feeling the pelvis on the cushion, the bench, the chair, or the floor if you're lying down. Earth element, earth element. Legs, ankles, feet, earth element. Inviting earth element to rest on earth. Weight underside. Sitting in the bones, stillness, stillness, stillness. Earth element, hard, firm, heavy, relative still. Still and still moving, of course. Being present for the experience of the earth element in its stillness. The mind is having the taste of stillness, of not moving. See for yourself that knowing is present. You are knowing the earth element. There is no doubt of the knowing with what is arising. Otherwise it would not be known. So trust this. This is knowing. This is the felt sense of knowing. There is knowing, and you're recognizing that you are knowing the knowing.
with whatever degree of steadiness of mind that one is present, not demanding more, or going out looking for more, or judging not having more, but rather embracing what's true. Knowing that this capacity of awareness is present, even if there's only a hint of a hint. Gently, gently, gently incline the mind to the wind element as our object of meditation. So slight, so little energetic. It's not a big turning with fierceness. Rather, this gentle, so the mind doesn't get unsettled. The steadiness is not ruffled. And we're opening to the wind element through the breath. And element characterized by movement. The attention is steady. Attention, the spotlight of mindfulness that mindfulness employs, uses, utilizes, works with, staying steady on knowing your experience here and now of the breath, its immediacy. It's as though this breath has never been here before. And there was no guarantee it would ever have been here. It's not just that the experience is one of the breath, but you are knowing the breath. Confirm this. You are knowing that you know the path. So letting this breath and then be in the background. Bring the knowing to the foreground. You have to establish it over and over oftentimes. One with us. I certainly do. So the felt sense is the breath. It's so established. And so far as there's noting, it's established in the breath. And so you turn around. You go, what is this knowing? I know the object that's being known. And I certainly know I can know objects of experience. But what is this knowing itself? What's it like? I haven't really gotten to know this experience that much. Hmm. Don't know mine, beginner's mind. 
felt sense of knowing. Just as I cannot see the eyes that are seeing, I'm not going to have the knowing being in front the way the breath can be. It's an intuitional experience. This intuitional aspect of consciousness. One can feel the presence of the knowing as a capacity. Yes, it may be around the head that you're feeling this. Or yes, it may be around the heart or by the whole body. Yes, it wavers. Yes, you you get confused and try to grab hold of it so that you can possess. Yes, I know this is happening. All of those things occur. Smile at them all. We humans, so earnest and yet so challenged. Knowing, knowing, knowing. We can know that we know that we know. We can know that knowing is happening. Something is being known, but we can know that something is being known. And then we can know that. So that what becomes predominant is this this phenomena, this capacity, this faculty in its wonderment. Where does it come from? Who's knowing? How is it? Those are ways to connect us, but not looking for answers like, but rather setting up the possibility of a more direct experience. If you look in the object, you don't find the source of the knowing. Knowing is not dependent on knowing the wind element. This is not intellectual. This is like looking in your toolbox or in your, uh, your uh, utensil shelf in the kitchen. It's an experience. Huh. When I feel the presence of knowing, when I recognize that knowing capacity is present, and I really pay attention to that, what happens? What happens in my mind? Maybe it's a isness. Knowing just is. Maybe it's like this knowing is an ocean, and all of our activity is our swimming in it. Or maybe it's feeling the horse we're riding even while looking for it. 
Or as Ajahn Chah would say, water that is both still and moving. Each of us has this gift of this reflective knowing. Notice how steady knowing is. Knowing itself is completely quiet. It's only in relation to objects that there's sound. It's completely quiet. There's no restlessness in our knowing. It's not got restlessness in it. It's not a thing like that. There's no wanting. There's no discrimination. There's no preferencing. No demanding. It just is as this capacity, this faculty. Intuitively realizing this. Our gift, our heritage. This is the preciousness of the human birth. Steady, steady, still, still. Even when there's movement, the stillness doesn't go away. Knowing is knowing, knowing. Trusting your experience. Not demanding it be other than it is just now. Knowing is knowing, knowing. The illuminating capacity is being intuitively felt. You are available in your aligned form to know, knowing of knowing. Just be. Just be. No doing. Just be. Just be. 
knowing just is, just be. Here, now, just be.
for me, there's a distinction between being aware that I am knowing a mind moment so that there, that there is there's awareness that that there is something occurring in the mind is some kind of cognizing some sort of vinyana moment knowing that that the way the word is used that way versus uh, uh, resting in the knowing capacity itself even while objects are coming going like in Sally's big sky meditation yesterday does that make a little bit of sense can you start to maybe start to feel that That's the I take so much time with this preliminary because we don't ever do it. <laughs> and so I do it to give you a chance to feel what it's like. And and uh, and uh, uh, you are worthy of that much preliminary. Your mind heart is worthy of it. You don't have to get busy doing. You're worthy of it. It's 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 innate in us. And uh, if we skip it over and over, uh, uh, are, how, how available really are we? Whether we've practiced three months, three years, thirteen years, twenty years, like how do we stay available to really let the Dhamma? happen to us because the Dhamma does do us as far as I can tell. So in that regard, just a couple of questions. Awareness practice feels very conceptual for me, like an intellectual exercise. Do you have suggestions for having a more embodied relationship to it? You just had an embodied relationship to it. <laughs> so this, this was in response to that very question. That's the, that's the way it gets embodied, just the feeling of just being. That, this, that you're knowing that you know to the point that the knowing itself is more interesting than what's being known. And of course, when that's true, as has been pointed out by everybody, there's less clinging because you're more interested in the knowing than what's arising. So we're less we're less seduced in that dependent origination way. We're less seduced by all of these emotions that are arising and being known, or the, the this wanting or this uh, uh, thinking, this kind of contracted thinking. We're as opposed to getting rid of it. We're just less interested in it. Uh, a phrase that's used is we're uh, uh, disenchanted and have more dispassion. Very, this is very direct. This is very. This is not an uh, an intellectual thing. This is a direct experience in the mind heart that can be felt. When I lean towards consciousness, it feels around my body, centered around my body, especially around my head. Is this okay? Absolutely. I named the different ways in the meditation where you may feel it. And, uh, and I could have named many, many more. Am I turning towards the right thing? Knowing that you are, that knowing that you are interested, that you're turning towards knowing is the right thing. We are, we are exploring. We, we, we come to, it reveals itself at its time. We are practicing. And what is it we're practicing? Out loud, please. Ah, practice, thank you. <laughs> As we do this practice, how does this help humanity? Is the question asked. I've done so many different things in my life and gotten to see humanity and its characteristics in so many different ways. And I've kind of come back to the Buddha that uh, if we're going to be a kinder species, 
if we're not going to be so devouring of one another, so uh, devouring and brutal to our home, to our planet. That's our home. You know, would, would, you, would you be that way to your home, the way we all are to the planet and the way we abuse? It's one-to-one. It's, we're each going to have to be awake. It's one-to-one. And here we can get awake. Here our heart can become available to us. Here the, as the sense of knowing that allows us to have priorities that are bigger than the wanting mind, and the wanting mind of whatever group we're part of, whatever culture we're part of, whatever belief system we have, and political view and all that. No, this responsibility one-to-one. That's how it's helping. We are better people. And we're available to humanity. We are available to our dear home of Earth. Announcements. Uh, if you have not uh, been seen today, if you're not on the list today and you were not seen in the previous two days, then somehow we've missed you. Uh, we have gone over this so many times. It would seem impossible, but we know how that works. So if for some reason you're not on the list today and you're not seen in the two previous days, um, yeah, if if they've looked at the list. Anyone? Good idea, Sally. (laughs) There's a lesson. Uh, And so tomorrow, this was their last day of assigned meetings. Tomorrow, that it, there will be sign-ups. There will be, uh, for the four of us, there will be uh, empty slots posted in the same place, and they will be posted sometime this evening as empty slots. And you can sign up with any teacher that you would like. And uh, there, it's not for everyone, because there's not enough slots of that. We ask that you sign up because you have a practice discussion not a visit or catching up with one of us, but because you have a practice question and you want to, we we want to give people a chance to sign up that you have practice questions. And so we are being available. Uh, the, uh, The last affinity group is today, and it's, it's the LGBT, I, A plus group today. Stumbled those initials, sorry. I was busy looking around. Francisco is sitting in with me today, with your permission. And he will also be leading the 4 o'clock meditation today. We're happy to have him be doing this. Uh, Please check, please check uh, uh, in the the morning uh, for notes that we may have left you in the evening and you didn't see him in the evening because you'd already gone to your room or something. So just, just as a good habit in all retreats, just a brief glance at the note to see if possibly a teacher or a staff member had left you a note because it, it might have to do with the morning and you catching it at noon or something's a little late. So just, just a quick glance over there. There's no uh, need to make it our entertainment looking at the boards, which we can do particularly on long retreats. So what a day for practice. I remember Sumedho would say, the Venerable Sumedho would say, you know, these are such favorable conditions. He would tell us this over and over again. Sitting here in this beautiful hall, this beautiful weather, you've got, you're, you're safe, you've got bad, good food. What ideal conditions for practicing. And, and saying that as a recognition, it's true. Most people don't get this opportunity, and particularly under such favorable conditions. And that doesn't, that doesn't create an obligation or a should. The shoulds are of no use in Buddha Dhamma. But it does remind us that, wow, this, these favorable conditions can inspire me in my practice. It can help me really arrive. It can really help me be available and really align that I am here sitting in the Dhamma amidst 
all the other people. I have a community. I have spiritual friendship. This common interest of, of liberation, of insight. So being available to this day, and what does that ultimately mean is you're being available to yourself and your own caring for yourself, greeting yourself, giving yourself the opportunity for more freedom. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's not a doing. We do because that is, the, that is the nature of movement is doing and knowing. Uh, being has a different feeling to it. But that's, 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 that's the requirement of, of, of being manifest, of being manifest. We're in a manifest world of these opposites. So that's the dance of it. But the feeling... The feeling is much larger. It's more of that aligned, available feeling that, to me at least, is closer to the truth of my mind, heart's inner experience. I am more home when I am like when I have that uh, view, that attitude, that connecting, than when I'm busily improving myself or getting something done in the way of practice. So may these reflections be of some use to you and may this be a fruitful day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.